Hi everyone, I am Valerie Malone, life coach, motivational speaker, creator of Love You Life program. You are listening to Real Talk. Today I have a special guest, Ada and Nate, who are alchemists of a human heart, helping people cultivate greater mindfulness, healing, and self-actualization through the power of music. As a co-founder of Awake, they use their expertise as a musician, storyteller, yoga teacher, healers, and coaches to create experience that offers radical transformation of mind, body, and spirit. Their mission is to help people heal what hurts, grow thriving relationships, and awaken to true and lasting presence, purpose, and resilience. They do this by creating sound healing experiences, meditation, intimate concerts, retreats, individual and group coaching, and providing online resources and supports. So welcome, Ada and Nate. So happy to have you here today. Thank you. Um, now, before I start talking to you guys about meditation and ask you some question, mm. I would like you guys to play one of your songs from your Christmas album that you just mm. So if you can, yeah. listen, can listen to your work, because I'm just really obsessed with your work and I want the <laughs> listener to listen to this and see how beautiful music you guys play. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be, so it'd be wonderful to, uh, to start our session off with a little bit of meditative sounds. There's one track on the, on the album that we really love and that always brings us peace. And we, we hope that it, it also brings uh, your audience some, some quiet and some, um, some of that holiday winter solstice, deep darkening time peace. Yeah, so this track, it's called Winter Solstice. It's the, the title track off of our album. Um, so this is an original song with an original mantra. And then the rest of the album is Christmas music, but it's, um, you'll have a listen and you'll see it's, it's very peaceful and calming. And um, for this song, we just love for you to close your eyes and take a big breath and just sink in to your feelings, into your body, and just notice, notice what comes up for you when you listen mm. to this music. So it's called Winter Solstice.
Until the balance shifts, the sun returning swift, the shadow on us lifts from winter. so beautiful mm. I'm like literally in my magical world mm. you know when you visualize it like the snow the lights and everything is so amazing thank you so much for playing that for us yes thank you I think for me I really we wrote that with the intention that you know with winter comes darkness at least in this part of the world and you know that also holds for us a metaphor of like the dark times that we might face in our lives uh, the darkness that we maybe feel inside but that we can always trust and know that when we turn inward there's always that light within us we can always return to that just like the sun will always return every year with the growing light with the winter solstice that marks that return of the light and so that's the the deeper metaphor um, for me about that this song that we can remember no matter the darkness that we're facing mm. and that we're feeling that we can we can turn inward and we can feel that light that light that's always within us mm. and right now this is so much needed it's such a great timing you wrote this in a, such a wonderful timing there's so much stuff going on around the world Mm. people are the uncertainty and especially around holiday that's happening this this is this is just beautiful example of people can always reflect on themselves and like you said sun will always come and mm. just be optimistic and hopeful and know that good days are coming up mm. Mm. so this is why i have you over here like i said i've interviewed a lot of people you're one of my favorites and i love what you do <laughs> I really do. I listen to your music all the time. I think it's so fascinating. And I've, I've definitely put a lot of length for my listener to um, find you and listen to your tracks because I know this album is amazing. But mm. let's start with, uh, just give us a general idea. What, is the, what started you to your meditation journey? Like, how did you start all of this? Mm. Yeah, I guess I can, I can speak to, to my experience. Um, I, I grew up in a um, in a Christian household, and um, I I was a practicing Christian all the way through college and um, into um, into my young adult life. Um, and I think a little bit before I met Ada, actually, um, I had started to practice yoga a little bit more, um, and I kind of decided I was going to do a yoga teacher training because I loved it so much. Um, and and I think as I was having a lot of questions come up around, um, my spirituality, um, around, 
um, just what it means to be human. I was starting to, to migrate away from the Christian context, um, and I found a lot of um, excitement and new connection with myself in, in the yogic tradition. Um, and, I, and I think all the while, I was um, very much missing the, the musical component uh, that's so present in modern day evangelical Christian circles. Every, every week we would gather and everyone would, would, um, would, would get to sing songs together um, as, a, as a congregation. And I loved that experience. It was a huge part and a huge foundation of my um, musical experience. Um, and, and the mindfulness component of using sound to connect to that deeper place, to that bigger place, to that part of us that, that, isn't, um, that isn't here suffering or worrying or trying to be something other than we are. Um, that, that component of music that I grew up with in the church, I, I wasn't finding in my life. And so um, I think, I think the, the natural progression for me was to start to incorporate this new meditation practice that I was finding in the Eastern tradition, in the yogic tradition, um, through my yoga practice, um, and, and bring the tonal qualities of, of new instruments and, and instruments that I had played for a long time into my voice and exploring how to bring mindfulness and music together. Yeah. I think for me, um, I would say my path with meditation definitely started from some exposure from my dad. He, he practiced yoga. He was an early adopter, mm. I would say, in the, in the U.S. Um, in, the, in the early 70s. And I think that seeing him take that space, he also uh, was a Christian, and he would make space every day to be quiet, to pray, to reflect, and so I, I think first I had that exposure of seeing him. And then in my life, when I started practicing yoga, I think we have a mm -hmm. shared connection through yoga. Um, yoga bringing that moving meditation, using movement, using the body. Um, but I, I would say that I think I really started to practice meditation more intentionally uh, when my dad passed away mm -hmm. and when I was mourning the loss of a, of a, mm -hmm. a loved one. Uh, him and a relationship. And it was just a very challenging time in my life to understand what I was feeling and what I was thinking. I was, you know, just so caught in my thoughts constantly in my pain. Um, and so I, I turned to a longer meditation retreat and started to practice more at that time in my life because I needed it. I needed to help my mind calm down I needed to get in touch with my feelings and to, to notice what was really real for me, to, to be able to tell what's the story here versus what's the truth, what's mm -hmm. the truth of my reality. And so, um, and then the music, the music's really been born out of our passion to sing together, to create music and how much we know that it helps us to heal ourselves and then to want to share that with other people, to bring that intention because with meditation, there's an intention. And I think when we bring the music in, there's also an intention that we are truly listening. We're practicing listening. 
just like we do in, in meditation. So that's, that's a little bit of my story with mm-hmm. meditation. And it's so fascinating. You said your father passed away in a way that your father uh, practiced meditation. It's kind of you like, you like getting close to him, you know, like mm-hmm. being in touch with him, even though his physical mind and body is gone, but his spirit is always there. And a lot of people doing meditation, I think is such an important thing to do during that time because you kind of feel connected. The energy is mm-hmm. there and you see yes. music and you add the music on that, which is so beautiful because I always say that meditation music is, is for our spirit to express itself. Mm, you know, yes. and we our spirit because we express ourselves with the verbally. You know, we we talk mm-hmm. about it, but music is such an important part of our life, and in mm. our spirit actually feed from that energy. Listening mm. to that, and when I listen to your uh, music, it's just such an amazing thing. I literally feel like my spirit expresses itself through the music because mm. it's so beautiful. So I'm. Um, mm. thank you for sharing you. that with us. Yeah. Mm. So a, a lot of, like you said, uh, Nate, you said that uh, Eastern tradition of meditation and yoga and Eastern culture, this is very common. A lot of us, including myself, meditation was part of our religion. We used to meditate mm-hmm. a lot. But on the Western culture, it's been around. And now it's more popular than it was before. But some people is still don't have much knowledge about meditation and they're kind of like confused. They're like, okay, I like to meditate, but when I meditate, I, my thoughts are going crazy. And, and mm-hmm. some people meditate when they're in the time of a stress, like they really stress and then they sit down. Yes, temporary for that moment, they feel relaxed, but they don't get the full benefit of meditation. So what would, what would you say? It's how can someone start meditating? What is the benefit of meditation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think for, for me, I can only speak from my experience, but, um, you know, when I, when I hear you say that people's echoing people's experience of, of feeling even more overwhelmed by their thoughts and by the craziness in their minds when they do sit down to meditate, um, that's definitely an experience that I've had and I continue to have um, in my meditation practice. Um, and and I, and I see the space of meditation being um, very powerful in that when it well it becomes very powerful when we recognize that our purpose there is not to is not to gain control over our brains it's not to start chaining up all of our thoughts and and kind of like whipping them into shape you know using using kind of that that violent context that so much of our culture is is addicted to um but actually shifting our mentality um in that meditation space to just be the observer. Um, and, and we can see the way that the mind monkeys around and we can hold the immense emotions that are present there. Um, and, and we can recognize and honor them rather than our kind of regular um, conditioned practice of trying to minimize them or avoid them or get away from them. Reject them. Reject, them. reject ourselves. Exactly, and reject ourselves in the process. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I think I think taking time to connect with what is real and true for us in this moment, um, and being able to sink into being okay with that, whatever it is, and practicing becoming okay with that, whatever it is, um, to me um, that that 
offers such a radical opportunity for um, a transformation of of mind, body, and spirit, of of releasing stress, of releasing anxiety, of having more acceptance of of our current life circumstances. Mm. Yeah. There's so many benefits. I mean, it's oh, just... I know. I wanted to talk about what you just mentioned intention. And that is a, such mm-hmm. a great word that you mentioned intentionally. Like you're kind of getting introduced to your feelings, right? Through the meditation. Mm-hmm. Can you speak on that a little bit? Yes. I, I mean, so I think that there are a few things that we're cultivating when we practice meditation. One is awareness. We are, like Nathan was saying, we get to step into the seat of the observer mm-hmm. and just notice what's going on for us. Usually we're so busy in our lives. We're running, running, we're doing, doing, doing. We don't even know how we're feeling half the times until we maybe explode at our partner mm-hmm. or react in some way that we, that we can't understand. And so that awareness is sort of the first quality that we're cultivating through meditation. Then we move towards acceptance they have a relationship because we allow ourselves to notice, ah, this is what I'm thinking. And we allow ourselves to recognize, wow, I'm, I'm way out there in the future. or I'm way back here obsessing about the past and the practice of meditation. It brings us back to presence. Mm -hmm. It brings us back. the, The training of it is to notice how we feel, how do we feel in our bodies, to come back to our breath, to come back to the sound if we're using music. And so that helps us cultivate presence, awareness, acceptance. And the ultimate goal is that that helps us be more authentic, more more true to who we are, Mm. that we can then step back out into the world feeling more connected to ourselves and more able to then extend ourselves towards others. Because we don't just meditate only to make ourselves feel better. We, we meditate so that we can make the world a better place too. Right, right. Oh, that is so beautiful. Yeah, Nathan, like said, that, uh, a great point here that a lot of us, we suppress our feelings like, you know, okay, mm. you know, I don't want to be stressed. I don't want to have anxiety, but it's kind of way of, it's okay. It's like comes and like a breath that comes and goes, acknowledge yes. it, know it's there. And the present moment, where is it coming from? Is it from the mm. past memory or are you anxious of the future? It's kind of yes. recognizing your feeling. And then as you practice more and more, you can have intentionally see it and how often it comes and goes and what triggers it. Mm. That yes. you're feeling this way. And like you said, once you better yourself, it's kind of like, like a light spread out to the family and to the friends and to the world and everything mm-hmm. and all around mm-hmm. becomes such a like kind of togetherness. And that's mm-hmm. the experience that I experienced by meditation. Cause I meditated when I was young, but I didn't understand the concept of it. I did it because it was like, okay, part of the thing. But the more I learn about it, how in tune you are with your feelings. Like you can, like you said, that you're picking up how your mm-hmm. body feel like there was the pain or like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, okay. I'm, I'm getting a stress. What's causing it that? And then like, okay, slow down. Mm-hmm. This is where you are. And that's why I emphasize on that a lot and tell people how important it is to meditation. I can't bring anybody better than you explaining mm. this the way you just did. Um, talk about a mantra. A lot of people are saying, is it good to use mantra or is it like not? And what does that mm. mean? What does mantra do? So just like with many different types of meditation use 
a different point of focus to help us bring our mind to a, a place of attention mm. so that we can create more stillness within mm. ourselves. And so that can be for some people noticing our breath, noticing the inhale, the exhale, feeling it. For, for some, we might look at something like a candle flame or um, something that's meaningful to us. And a mantra is also has that same function. It helps us bring our attention and our awareness back to the present moment, just like the breath does. Mm. So we're using um, something that we're repeating. Mm. And through the repetition, we create uh, more calm within ourselves. We, we also allow ourselves to <laughs> notice when we run off. And then the mantra can bring us back oh, to whatever man. it's saying, to whatever it's reminding us. And that can be, you know, a Sanskrit mantra that can be in whatever language we, we write mantras in English. So, right. because that's the language that we, that we use. Um, but it's really, it can be a powerful reminder, a powerful affirmation of something that we are wanting to communicate to ourselves mm -hmm. or live out or live into. Um, mm -hmm. and, and mantras tend to be very simple. Um, mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just a few words typically that you can remember and that you can repeat over and over again. And mm -hmm. one, of the, one of the powerful features of a mantra, I think, is, is in the way that, that it evolves um, within our consciousness as we sit with it. Mm -hmm. um, the meaning takes new forms and new shapes as we, as we meet it with each progressive moment. Yeah. Um, because in, in each moment, we bring different parts of ourselves. We bring our different emotions. We bring our different thoughts. Um, and as we can take, you know, a mantra oftentimes is a deep truth. Um, and, and the first time you say it, you know, the first time you say, um, I love myself, I love myself, it can feel really silly. You can feel kind of uncomfortable. And it can feel like, okay, what is this hocus pocus? Um, this feels like mushy and like, whatever this is, what is this even doing for me? Um, but as we give it time, as we soften, as we, as we start to listen within us, as we start to notice the effect of coming to stillness, there's an, there's an awakening of, of that truth, a resonance, which is, you know, we talk about a lot with music, um, a resonance, resonating with the truth of that mantra. But it takes time to loosen up and to let yeah. the words, to let the ideas, to let the spirit of the mantra, um, to welcome it in, really. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, when I was doing this, a lot of questions that we got um, people like doing meditation. Now, I personally like to do it with music because I love the music mm -hmm. of meditation. But what did you recommend and why is it important to do it with music or without music? Is it like make any difference? How is that? Mm. Work? Well, I think for some people, especially when they're starting out and meditation is really intimidating mm -hmm. and it's we're not used to sitting alone and being silent. That's, mm. that's very challenging for us. People mm. want to crawl out of their skin. They're like, ah, get me out of here, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that, that music is something that can really help support our practice when we're starting out. It can give us something to focus our attention on and to really sink into the experience of being in the present moment. Um, and for us, why we think it's so powerful is that music really is the language of emotion. Mm. It, it bypasses our cognitive, rational brain where we don't have to understand. We can simply feel and be with however, it, however we experience it. 
And so that can, that can mean that it resonates with us. It's literal frequency. It's vibration that's moving through the air. Sound is something physical and it impacts us on a physical level. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's just a wonderful um, addition to deepening meditation practice because mm-hmm. it has that physical impact on us. And because it's this language of emotion that really helps us to tap into mm-hmm. repressed parts of ourselves, things that we maybe weren't able to deal with and, and process at one point, we tuck it away, we stuff it away, we can't deal with that. Music just gently kind of you know, breaks up those tight places within ourselves and it helps us release, it helps us let go and process. And that can look like crying, having tears come up. It can look like giggles and laughter. It can look like a big smile and deep appreciation for your life and, and for the people that you love. It can evoke so many things. Um, mm-hmm. it, can, it can bring up frustration that you didn't know was there and help you release that. So I don't know, there are a lot, lot of things to say about music, but yeah. that, that was the main point I wanted to bring up, how it is the language of emotion and all of us in our culture, in our world could benefit from being more emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. and knowing how to, how to be with our emotions. Yeah, I mean, mindfulness is really a self-exploration tool. It's a way to shine the light of awareness into um, the darkness of our kind of unconscious, um, our unconscious patterns that, that lead us into more suffering, that lead us into more worry and to more anxiety. Dysfunction. Um, and dysfunction, mm-hmm. right. And so when we use music, like I said, it's a language of emotion. It, it becomes kind of a, a, a deeper conversation um, that, that we get to have with ourselves and the music, where the music can offer us different tonal frequencies, different em- emotional landscapes, different, mm-hmm. um, different rhythms, different energies that we get to try on. And like Ada was saying, when we tuck those things away in us that, 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 that aren't convenient, those negative emotions that we just don't want to deal with at the time, they stay in there and they fester and they turn into dis-ease in our lives. Um, and, and the practice of mindfulness. Sometimes actual. actual sometimes disease. actual disease, yeah. Um, and, and the practice of meditation and especially through, through music, um, it becomes this um, amazing tool for just offering, hey, Here's a here's here's a landscape of sadness, a tonal landscape of sadness, a musical landscape of sadness. What does that bring up in you? Do you resonate with that at all? And if you do, then you can start to bring some awareness. Like, wow, that really moves me. That really, it's unlocking a, a, a sad experience that I just didn't deal with, and that's been holding me back from from showing up in my fullness. And now I get an opportunity to to heal what was once repressed to process it as mm. I need <laughs> to, to, and, and, and then to show up even lighter now that, now that that emotion has been able to move and to, and to, and to, um, we've been able to integrate it. Then I can, I can leave that meditation space without the weight of, mm. of that compacted, mm. <laughs> um, energy, energy. Yeah. We often say, listen to lighten mm. when we use music for meditation like this, it's like, listen to lighten. Mm. Like that's, that's the gift that you're giving yourself mm. when you take the time to truly intentionally listen. Mm. The, the benefit is this is such an amazing, and, and the, I love the way you explain this because everybody since childhood 
our parents and the society tell us, you know, uh, visualize your future. Where are you going to be a year from now, two years from now? I think mm. with the meditation music, conscious and manifestation goes hand to hand. And mm. when you do listen to meditation music, you become this magical, you know, you think about things and you create your own vision without mm. the language. If we close the door of the language, because language was created by us, but the feeling, that's the language of the feeling that is mm. your intuition and mm-hmm. everything kind of comes to you and the, you visualize. And I'm yes. literally describing my own meditation when I do listen to the music. You're in this world beyond mm. what we see physical things that we are used to. And you mm. see how powerful that is that your mind can create the world that you wanted to have. And the more you manifest that, the more actually that comes in. And that's why some people teach manifestation or um, money mentality or things like that, um, vision board. But all mm-hmm. of that is actually part of calming, sitting down, you know, recognizing your emotion, speaking the language of your emotion through the music to create yeah. this magical world that you can visualize and see yourself how much better and how much potential you have beyond this world. Mm. Yeah. You can really tap into your intuition to that insight that happens when we turn our gaze inward. Mm -hmm. And when we listen, I think that that power of music is we're listening externally to this thing, but we're also simultaneously listening within. How does that, how do we resonate with that? How are we attuning ourselves to that? Mm. And what is that? What, are we adding of ourselves into the music? And that's that creative process like you're Mm -hmm. talking about where we can see beyond ourselves at this present moment. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really appreciate what you were talking about with, with the, um, the difference between our, our language that we use in everyday speech and, and this like deeper um, conversation of emotion that we can have with music because, because it is the linear structure of nature, the very like, um, composed um, rigid structure that that this word comes after this one and we kind of have to like line things up um, and and that it, it has to do with our whole um, construct of time and the way that we show up in the world and that's where all of our anxiety comes from it's trying to figure out the future and get ready for it and to and can I can I plan enough to to make the things that I want come true or am I being held back by all this baggage that I have in my past um, and music brings us to a place of such deep presence and awareness that we can transcend the the need for for figuring out how we're going to get there or or what's holding us back, and we can just tap directly into that creativity that you were talking about that that creative the timelessness. But mm-hmm. yeah, the and and play in in our strengths in our spiritual capacity for um, creation, for love, for lightness, for um, for any of the dreams that that are that are brewing within us to come to life. Yeah, because Nathan said that, you know, using the mantra, I love myself, at first mm. it sounds silly. And and the visualization of your soul that it can go beyond this and through the mm. music, you're creating this world of yourself at first. It's like, okay, I'm just imagining. But in reality, that can actually manifest to your life. And you can see more and more. And that's why we call it a bliss or miracle. Oh, that miracle mm. happened. But your soul is very awakened. And, and you actually, it's, for me, I think it's, you're more alert when your mind is quieter and not so mm. much chaos, not so much thought. Because you're paying attention, you're seeing what's going on versus 
a lot of people being busy and they think they're productive. So a lot of people don't understand that meditation, okay, well, what if I get lazy? It's actually the opposite of that. Yeah. Don't you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like we notice when we start our day taking time for mindfulness, for being quiet, for tuning in. I love that. Tuning in. We tune in just like we tune our instruments, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Like an instrument's going to make a beautiful sound when we tune it. And mm-hmm. it's the same for ourselves. Meditation is like this tuning in process, process this attunement process. And oh. when we start our day like that, we sing more brightly and true and mm-hmm. we're able to meet the challenges that we face in our day with a lot more grace, a lot mm-hmm. more ease. And when we just get out of bed and we're like, ah, got to do this, got to do that, this, 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 we get all jumbled and tangled up. Mm-hmm. We start creating all these little knots inside mm-hmm. of ourselves. And we desc- describe the music as this very gentle way of coming in and like loosening up those tangles. Mm-hmm. It's like loosening them up so that there's a little mm-hmm. bit more space that we can start to then, you know, take those threads and unwind Mm -hmm. them. And we don't have to be so identified with every thought or what we're achieving. We can come back to the truth that we are enough and just to give ourselves that, that Mm -hmm. power of presence and love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think we live in a deep fallacy that every moment of our lives needs to be filled with productivity. Um, And, and, even even if that were true, um, if our goal is productivity, then taking time to rest, taking time to connect to our deeper potential, to untangle the stresses that are that are causing us to to live unproductive lives, to spread more discomfort and um, more fear fear um, in the lives of those around us that just blocks us up again and again and again and again and taking that 10 minutes taking that five minutes taking that hour a day whatever it is to connect to release to untangle those knots you're going to be a hundred times more effective in the doing that you do throughout your day if you can come from that place first. Right, right. Yeah, you said it so beautifully. So now I'm going to gear to the next uh, subject over here because a study shows and scientifically has been proving that a lot of um, chronic illnesses are connected to stress, anxiety, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Now, uh, depression is not a disease but people have it and mm. treat it with supplement, suppressing it. Like Nate said that they just like, okay, mm. go away. I don't want to feel it and all of that stuff. So mm. all of those coming back now is becoming more and more trend on people realizing that the meditation can actually heal the soul. And once we heal the soul, you can mm. physically heal yourself. How do you feel about that? Because more and more, even like the doctors, I've, I've spoke to a lot of doctors and um, the one that care for their patient they recommend meditation and listening to those mantras and music and, you know, connecting with their soul to actually heal the soul first in order to heal their body. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, um, you know, one way to think of it might be that where, where do we really come from? You know, what is the basic essence of who we are? What's the foundation of us showing up to today? Um, to our health, 
right? Because what we're talking about is health here. Um, and, and way before we deal with these symptoms of, um, of stress or of pain in our backs or in um, any gastrointestinal issues, whatever it might be, um, before we even start to deal with those outer problems. And, and you know, if, if you have outer problems that are very problematic, like it's great to have medicine in its modern context to be able to help deal with those things because those can become so consuming that we can't hardly function. Um, but in order to prevent those, in order to really bring lasting health to our lives, we need at the very basic level, um, a care for the bodies that we live in, um, a, an appreciation for um, the soul that we have. Um, and so taking time to um, actually develop these softer skills of, um, of meditation, of mindfulness, um, of mindfulness-based stress reduction actually can bring such a radical tra transformation to the physical, emotional, psychological ailments that you have in your day to day, um, and and that, like you said, this has been this has been proven time and time again. Yeah. Um, when there's there's all of these, so many studies that that show us how powerful meditation can be um, in our actual physical lives. Yes, and there's. I think that something that we learn in meditation, something that we realize with time is that truth of who we are, it is intimately tied to our body. Mm. But when something changes in our body, does that make us less of who we are? You mm. know, in the most obvious sense, mm. if I was in an accident and I lost my arm, mm. am I any less Ada? Mm. Am I? No, I'm not my soul is still wholly and entirely me. And I think that we feel that way about other types of pains and injuries in our lives, the abuse that we might face, the tragedy that happens to us, the loss that we endure. Mm. And we, that's, spiritual, that's at a spiritual level that we need to deal with that, to find acceptance, to find the okayness with I lost my arm or I lost this person and that doesn't define me, you know, right. but when, when we do and when it does that manifests in all of these other types of things, deep depression where we can't see, we can't even see past it. Whereas if we could allow ourselves to feel that sadness fully to be okay with the fact that it's like that, but instead we shame ourselves why do I feel so sad? How could I be like this? You know, why am I so worried or whatever is happening? How, how could my body, how, why am I sick? Mm. How could I have let this happen to me? Right. But the meditation, that soulful healing happens when we say, that's okay. It's okay that I'm depressed. Mm. It's okay that my partner left me. I am still me. And I still have the light of my life and my soul to, to bring to each day and each moment. So I think it really helps us to not resist, not resist life as it is so much. 
And that can help us heal literal physical things within us. Because as you said, I mean, just like the autoimmune disease is like our own body turning on itself. We do that psychologically and emotionally all the time. Mm. We turn on ourselves and we reject ourselves. The process of meditation, the music, the language of emotion, it helps us bring ourselves back Mm. to the truth of who we are and accepting that. Mm. We don't have to reject ourselves. We can just be with the whole tapestry of, of our life experience. Oh, wow. That was so beautiful. Mm. That was so beautiful. Rejecting is, is such a powerful word because a lot mm. of us, we go through almost everybody's in one point or other. We go through that and, and through eyes of other people. We yes. see ourselves through other people's eyes and we feel like, okay, there's, there's 20 personality that, that we have to have in order to, you know, mm. be in the society and be accepted. And then yeah. the minute that we come back and like you said, and accepting ourselves the way we are, and then just mm-hmm. that one and focus on that one through the meditation, to the music of meditation, to the mantra. Mm-hmm. And then once you identify with that and everybody else sees you that way and accept you and the one that doesn't do, they don't belong in your life because mm-hmm. of things. But I think for me, meditation healed me through some, a lot of stuff. One of them was that uh, my uh, loss of my son because I was really mm. young and, I, and, and he was born, he was three months old. And when you said about your father, I can so relate to that because mm. I was completely like ignoring that feeling like Nathan said, like I didn't want to face it. Okay, so I was, for two years, I was just like suppressing that feeling. I didn't mourn, I didn't grieve, nothing. I was just going yeah. and and pushing it back, pushing it back to the point that I actually got rash in my body and things. And we went to the doctor and check everything. And they were like, everything is good. It just, I don't know where it's coming from. And then mm-hmm. I knew where it was coming from. Yeah. Wow. And then once I released that and I said, and I said to myself, Ada, you said it perfectly. It's okay mm-hmm. to cry. It's okay mm-hmm. to be sad. It's okay to feel empty. And I did that for one whole year. And after yeah. that, everything like my body the rash and everything went away because i faced it i challenged you know i just looked Mm. at it and i'm like yes you exist i see you yes i couldn't have done that without the music because like like you said it just like so many thoughts goes and it brings you back home and i call it a home Mm. you're home now and home is where Mm. we are where our soul is it doesn't matter if you lose your arm or it doesn't matter if you have breast cancer that doesn't define you you're still this full person that have so much potential. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. I, I really appreciate you sharing that personal story of transformation because we can, we cultivate so much more empathy and compassion for ourselves when we take the time to listen to ourselves, just like we would our best friend. You know, if your best friend came to you and they were so upset and they needed you, you would you would drop everything and you would listen to them and you would, you would look for what was more deeply going on with them and you'd ask them questions. And that's the inquiry that we bring to ourselves and the responsibility that we take for mm. our lives when we develop these mindfulness practices in our life. And, and it can be as small and simple as like 
oh, I'm in a funk. I feel off. I'm, I'm irritable. I notice I'm irritable. Okay, let me put on this piece of music that I know is going to help shift my energy. I know it's going to take the edge off. And I'm just going to feel a little bit better so that I don't snap at someone that I care about or, you know, do something else that I'm going to regret. But then there's also this deeper level that we can go into and like some of the work that we do that's uh, long, longer form sound journeys that are an hour or more long or individual sound healing sessions. It, we're trying to get at that deeper level of healing that comes mm -hmm. from really going into ourselves and really exploring what's there. Mm -hmm. And that might be facing a tremendous amount of grief wow. that you have not been able to deal with or anger or which is all okay. The thing is like when we don't deal with it, it really blocks us. It becomes physical and energetic blocks in our lives. And that's why we can, we can use this to help heal ourselves. That's why we call it sound healing because it, we can find deep, deep healing by listening with that level of intention and by allowing ourselves to feel things that we haven't let ourselves feel. Mm. Yeah, we, we get so identified with, with our problems, with our work, with our bodies, with our health, um, whatever it might be. Um, and, and the truth is, is that far before any of those life circumstances, you are the awareness that sees all of that happening. And you can always step right out of all the noise, of all of the tangles, of all of the messiness of life and see it for what it is from the place, from your home, from that place of awareness. Um, and and that's, that is what gives us a, a deeper sense of freedom um, mm. and, 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 a, and a lightness. So that, so that even if we have pain in our bodies, even if there is sadness present, even if we are mourning, we can still, um, we can still show up with love in our hearts. Um, we can still meet the challenges of life with the fullness of our creativity um, and, and not just ball up and shut down and lash out at the world for, for causing us such pain. Or if we do, and I think that this is, that, you know, even the Dalai Lama, he's not perfect in that way. The most practiced meditators still might have a moment of reaction, of unconsciousness. And, but when we do this practice, we become more aware more quickly. Hmm. So when I, Nathan and I, we're uh, sweethearts as well as, you know, business partners and, and, and musicians together. So when I react to him in an unloving way and I zing at him some judgment, my practice helps me be more aware more quickly to know, hey, I, I, I said that because actually I was feeling this mm -hmm. and this is about me and not about you. So I'm mm -hmm. really sorry that I spoke to you that way. Mm -hmm. Instead of feeling like just uh, beholden to having a reaction like that. And like, I can't control that or um, too bad, suck it up. That's just the way I feel. Or there are, there are many ways that we sort of justify that, the ways that we kind of have unloving action or reaction in our life. But the, the 
cultivation of awareness that we have through meditation, mindfulness, music, that really helps us in very tangible ways to be aware when we are going unconscious, when we're going into reaction. Oh my God. That's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you so much mm. for sharing all of that with us. Now let's go talk about mm. your program and what do you do and the album. Let's talk about the album that Christmas one came out. I love all the track. How can they find you? Where they can find you? Because the listeners, I'm pretty sure they're going to want to look and see what do you guys do. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Well, our, our business is called Wakes and yeah. obviously that's tied to uh, that, that, seeking of awakening, uh, mm -hmm. in our, in our personal lives and in our world. Mm -hmm. Um, that's our mission. And so you can go to wakes.life. And if you want to hear about things that we have going on, or, uh, we have a, a meditation download there with a song and it's guided, you're welcome to go there. So that's wakes.life, not.com. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, we have our Christmas album. It's called Winter Solstice. It's up on all the streaming platforms. So we just love if you would go to Spotify or Apple Music or uh, YouTube Music and uh, just go listen while you decorate your tree or sit by the fire or have a quiet moment in the morning, go for a walk. Um, we'd love for it to support you and help you really feel some peace and calm, especially when this is a very unusual holiday season. We might be apart from people that we love. So please, please use it um, to, to feel, feel that peace, feel that love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think we came out with the Christmas album um, and we, we were, because we wanted to create something um, that, that encapsulates the, the deep history of this, um, well, that, that honors the deep history of this time of year, of the, of the Christmas tradition in this country, but also brings more mindfulness back to it because it's so easy to get wrapped up in all of the all of the tinsel and lights um and and i think um beyond that um our work as wakes um is is really about exactly what we've been talking about today it's about this process of waking up um of finding a deeper awakening um to to the truth of who we really are to 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 centering our awareness back home like you say i love that um, back in that awareness. Um, and, and we do that through, um, through music, of, of course. And that's why we have stuff up on, on uh, Spotify and Apple Music where you can just go and listen to it when you have those, the, a need to bring some peace into your life, but, but also through um, retreats and through uh, experience, live, live concerts, um, through coaching, um, and and yeah, we all individually of, mentor people mm -hmm. that are wanting to go more deeply into their own personal experience. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, don't worry. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and and that that also includes like making regular meditations and um, musical meditations and guided meditations, and you can find those on Insight Timer or Wakes there as well. Um, mm -hmm. Nathan and Ada are our names. If you <laughs> need help with the search functions. Yeah. Insight Timer is a, is a really wonderful meditation app that, that has people from all over the world mm -hmm. there and so many different teachers. And so it's a great place to start if you're just trying to find mm -hmm. something that you resonate with. And if you resonate with us, you can follow us there and um, review and rate the, the different things that's, that helps us mm -hmm. um, to, 
yeah. to sort of raise it's a beautiful community. It's a beautiful community and mm. raise awareness about what we're doing as well. Mm. Um, so yes, we'd love if you join us over at our website because that's the be- the easiest way to stay in touch in this yeah. world. We're also on Instagram as at wakes.life and we're on Facebook and you know, the typical places, right, so, to speak, right. so to speak, but um, we're also recording three albums right now. So while our Christmas album was our first release um, under our sound healing music name, we go by Not Awakes for that. Um, and we also play folk singer songwriter music that we go by She Wakes. And so we'll have three new albums coming out next year. Uh, that we're working really hard on. And so I hope that that can be more music that people can use in their, in their lives and their practices. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to that. You know that. I hope yeah. you're listening yes. to it. Ada, thank you so much for mm-hmm. being here and sharing the journey and telling us how important it is to meditate, to be aware of ourselves, to connect with our soul and to heal from the mm-hmm. soul. So I mm-hmm. really appreciate it, especially in time like this. And I mm-hmm. literally waited for you because... Christmas is coming in and you know you I know you were releasing the album were you working on it and yes. I want the listener to listen because this is mm. the perfect time that they can listen and like you said decorate your tree put this music mm. listen to it sit by a fire have a cup of cocoa yeah. and mm-hmm. just uh get reunited with your soul and it's such yes. an amazing holiday time Mm. We would, that would be the thing that would make, make us the most happy is to know that people are really listening to it as they're, as they're nurturing themselves and, and, and tuning into themselves. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. It's such a pleasure to, to mm. talk with another um, passionate uh, practitioner and, mm. and, uh, and we really appreciate what you're doing and sharing love and light through your podcast here. And um, we're grateful to connect with all of your listeners. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm definitely going to have everything linked in this episode. So make sure that they find you and our listeners are very, very, um, they're very into meditation. And that's why I wanted to bring mm. you over here because we get mm. asked questions all the time and they're telling me like, you mm. know, what, is, what should I do? So then I said, I have perfect people over here. For you to uh. <laughs> so I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for being here. Yes. Yeah. Thank you.